You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for You Better You Bet. We'll give you an edge to beat the spread and so much more. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL. Hour number two, You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser and Ryan Horvath filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. We are over on Stadium now, so make sure you guys go to watchstadium.com. You can check us out over there from 4 to 6 o'clock Eastern time. We'll be with you for the next two hours. We also are still on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205, and we remain on twitch.tv slash betql, youtube.com backslash odyssey sports, and right here on the BetQL network. Check us out on the Odyssey app. We're running through, recapping all the AFC divisional round matchups. And uh, Chiefs Bills, we were talking as we were going to break, Ryan, about Sean McDermott and Buffalo and what's next for them. I mean, they just, they can't get through the Chiefs. We see this in sports, right? I mean, so many times across all different sports, there are certain teams that just can't get by other teams. And the Bills just cannot get past the Chiefs. It's like the Rockets and the Warriors, right? I mean, they just couldn't get by them. Um, so what do you think the Bills have to do outside of getting rid of Sean McDermott? Like, is it just that simple? Like get a new head coach and you beat Chiefs or what, what has to happen next? Yeah, it's a great question because I don't know that you could beat Patrick Mahomes. He's like the classic movie villain. I mean, that's what we talked about all week where we are getting Mahomes as a dog. We're getting Mahomes as a dog again this weekend. I don't know that I'm going to be betting Mahomes this weekend, but I loved him against Buffalo just because, I mean, um, With the Bills, man, I mean, I don't know that it's just as easy as you fire Sean McDermott because they've had a bunch of injuries on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, the last two years, they've been without Trey White, their best cover corner. Matt Milano was playing like an all-pro, and then you lose him for the season. I mean, Von Miller did absolutely nothing. He looks washed, and you paid him a bunch of money. Uh, Offensively, I really like what they look like once they made the uh, change, once they fired Ken Dorsey, you know, at offensive coordinator. And even in that game, the first three quarters, I thought that they were going to, I thought we were on the wrong side in that game. I thought that the Bills' Super Bowl futures were going to come home because they were able to do whatever they wanted on the ground. Like they were just punking the Chiefs. And I love the Chiefs' defense, but the Chiefs' defense is built to play with the lead. They have a really good secondary. They're good at getting after the quarterback. But the first three quarters, they couldn't stop the run. And that was kind of their issue all season long. But then in the fourth quarter, Spags makes the right adjustments and just the dudes on the defensive line stepped up. Like Chris Jones not really known as a run defender, was awesome. Like, look at the rushing numbers, though. Josh Allen, 12 carries, 72 yards. James Cook, 18 carries, 61 yards. Ty Johnson had seven carries for 40 yards. But in the fourth quarter, like, the Chiefs just completely shut down the run. So I I just, I don't know how you get past the Chiefs until Patrick Mahomes is gone, man. But Josh Allen's not the issue. The issue, though, I don't really know uh, because they had zero explosive plays in that game. I think the Chiefs had like five. So they didn't have one play over 20 yards in that entire game. Stephon Diggs, 
He's most likely gone. What did he have? Three catches for 21 yards on eight targets. Had those two big drops. Oh, that one down the field. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know that it's just as simple as bringing in a new head coach, bringing in like Bill Belichick, but I definitely think that helps. You got to stay healthier on the defensive side of the ball. I think you need another wide receiver. The problem is you're not going to be able to pay a bunch of money for you know, like a, like a T Higgins. So you're going to have to hit on somebody in the draft. Right. Good thing is this is one of the deeper wide receiver classes probably ever. I love this wide receiver class. And uh, yeah, I do think that they have to make a change because I mean, how many more years are we going to see the same thing in the playoffs? They got to do something here. And Josh Allen's not going anywhere. He's nope. not the reason they lost that game. No, he's not. I agree with you. I thought Allen played great. Um, and look, Buffalo, they were honestly fortunate that they had a chance to tie the game or win it at the end because McCole Hardman fumbled that ball in the end zone, or it should have been yeah. a two-score game. This was my problem, though, with Buffalo heading into the postseason is they were 6-6 six and six after that loss to Philadelphia and then heading into their bye week. They had to win the final five games of the season, right? to win the division. They thought going into the final week that they might have to win just to make the playoffs. And then once you get in, you're obviously going to have to win your next three games. And I just think that wear and tear, playing must-win games week after week after week, finally caught up with them. Those injuries on defense caught up with them. And Mahomes only had to throw the ball 23 times in that game. You know what I mean? I mean, Pacheco, they were controlling the ball on the ground. Defense made enough stops for the Chiefs at the end. So... I uh, I still think Buffalo was the better team. I just think it was a tough spot for them. Yeah. Keep in mind, too, Kansas City played Miami the week before on a Saturday, right? Yeah. They had eight days of rest, whereas the Bills played on that game against Pittsburgh on a Monday. They only had six days. So it was, it was a tough spot. With all that being said, they still had a chance there to tie the game. I did sprinkle a little overtime at plus 775, so... When Bass missed that field goal, even though I think Mahomes would have let him down, there was a lot of time left, so I still think Chiefs would have won thirty to twenty-seven. But that was a uh, that was a bad beat there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair that, to say that Buffalo was the more talented, the better team. I mean, especially if they were healthy in the game, because I mean, we hated the Chiefs all season long. Not we, but people did because they led the league in drops. Their best wide receiver was a rookie. Travis Kelsey, especially the second half of the season, looked washed. But you know what to expect once we get to the playoffs. He's going to have at least six receptions, 60-plus yards, and a couple touchdowns in these big games because him and Mahomes are just on another level together. And then the defensive side of the ball, I love Spags. You know what they're going to do? They're going to blitz a ton. But, like, in that game, Pacheco steps up, which, yeah, I probably expected going into that game. But MVS with those two big catches – like, I mean, I've been watching MVS for the last six years. I I, I never expect that. Yeah. And uh, they just stepped up. Everybody made a play except for, um, well, I mean, there was a couple dudes that didn't step up and make a play, I guess you could say, in that game. You can't be fumbling the, game, uh, fumbling the ball uh, in the red zone, obviously. But, oh, man, yeah, what a game. One of the better games I've seen the last couple of years, other than, you know, Chiefs-Bills a couple of years ago. But Tyler Bass, that's the other thing, though. Uh, I was distracted there for a second. I thought I saw some breaking news. We'll get to that in a minute, though. I was, uh, like, with Sean McDermott, why I think he sucks, though, is what you just said, though. Tyler Bass, and, and you could put this on Josh Allen, not taking anything underneath, not looking at the clock. Because, I mean, you want to score in that situation. You want the touchdown. You don't want to give the ball back to Mahomes. But you also have to be looking at the clock and you don't want to give the ball back to Mahomes with a minute 20 to go for sure. You know what I mean? So like he's not taking anything underneath and he's looking for the deep shot in the end zone. And then you bring out Tyler Bass. And that's the thing like with McDermott, I mean, what the hell are you expecting even kicking that field goal? You're giving the ball to Mahomes with a minute and 20 seconds left. 
I mean, I know that you had to do it because it's fourth down, but how do you think that ends? Giving the ball to Mahomes with a minute and 20 seconds. I'm going to say that with the Chiefs win. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially with the way the he was carving up the Bills defense. So you're right. The clock management at the end of the game. How about when they played Kansas City the first time around? And do you remember how they mismanaged that clock in the regular season? I think they threw a pass to Diggs when they could have ran it and, like, forced Kansas City to use the timeout or take 40 seconds off the clock. So, yeah, bad uh, bad clock management there by the Bills. Another tough loss for them in the playoffs as Josh Allen cannot get through Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Maybe Lamar Jackson can, though, Ryan, because Lamar and Patrick Mahomes are facing off for the first time in the playoffs. On BetMGM right now, the Ravens are favored by three and a half points, and the betting splits on Ravens minus three and a half is 50-50. Just what you want in a spread. Right down the middle. And that's the way I feel about the spread. I think at minus three, I like Baltimore. I think at plus four, I like the Chiefs. I think at minus three and a half, even though I'd almost always go with the underdog, I think I would still lean towards the Ravens. Just because what's tough about this game is Mahomes. That's that's what's tough, right? It's it's betting against him as an underdog. He's 9-1-1 against the spread. He's so good in the playoffs. This is sixth straight AFC championship game. But the Ravens are better. Like, there's no question in my mind that they're the better team. Like, they could be historically good, Ryan. How many teams have we seen that are as balanced offense, defense, special teams as the Ravens are? They have the MVP at quarterback in Lamar. They are defense won the triple crown this yeah. season. Most uh, least amount of points per game allowed, most takeaways and most sacks tied for first or first in all three of those categories. Then they got Justin Tucker as their kicker. They check off all three boxes. Harbaugh's a great coach. Um, they're so well coached. OC DC as well with Munkin and with Mike McDonald. And the Ravens this year have won 11 games against teams with a winning uh, above a winning record, 500 win percentage or more. They've won nine of those 11 games by double digits. Yeah. So. You know, they've gone up against so many good teams, and more often than not, these games aren't even close. Now, I do think Kansas City keeps it close. I do think it's a one-score game, and 87% of the money right now is on the over, as you would imagine, in a game between Mahomes and Lamar. But, you know, the Chiefs' offense has struggled against good defenses this year, and I think right now they're a little overrated offensively because they went up against the Bills defense that was so banged up. They went against the Miami defense that was so banged up that we kind of forget about what they look like against the Raiders on Christmas Day. Or we forget about some of their performances towards the end of the regular season. Cincinnati, they weren't able to score enough touchdowns. Man, I think the Ravens match up well with them. Like They're going to be able to put Kyle Hamilton on Travis Kelsey. Marlon Humphrey's probably going to be back. Their pass rush gave C.J. Stroud so much trouble. Joe Tooney's dealing with an injury right now. They're going to want to run the ball with Pacheco, and the Ravens are good against the run. So I like this matchup for Baltimore. I just You know me. I'll tell you if I think you should bet against the Ravens, even though I'm a fan. I'm very scared of every game. I was scared last week of Houston. I thought if they could get past that game, though, that they would play much looser, much more free in this game. M&T Bank is going to be on fire on Sunday. And uh, I like the Ravens in the game. That money line has also gone from minus 160 all the way up to minus 190 now, which is the way I was kind of liking the game, too, is yeah. taking the Ravens on the money line. Do you think there's any chance McCole Hardman's going to uh, get any touches in this game? I would say no. No, I don't either. Oh, well, I was distracted, though. So it looks like Harbaugh and the Chargers are going to be a done deal here. And it looks like also uh, Jesse Minter, the defensive coordinator, and his son him. Jay are both going to go with. 
Uh, and I saw this a couple hours ago. Aaron Wilson had it, who covers the NFL and the Texans for KPRC2, but saw a couple different tweets. So it's looking like that's going to be a thing. Uh, I'm excited as a uh, Justin Herbert fan. But, man, I mean, so you said it, though, like, uh, in this game, I think this is a really good matchup for Baltimore. The Bills, I mean, that was their issue, man, the defensive side of the ball. Same thing last year. Like, they couldn't get any pass rush the second half of the season once they lost Von Miller. And then even though he was out there, like, his body was out there, that's not Von Miller anymore. And they couldn't get any pressure on Mahomes. They didn't have, in fact, if you look at it, I'm looking at it right now, no Bills player had more than two quarterback pressures. And because of that, Mahomes just sat there in a clean pocket, nine completions, two scores on 11 targets uh, against Buffalo's cornerback. So not when he was targeting the linebackers at the middle of the field. So he just picked apart their secondary, their DBs, nine completions, two scores on just 11 targets. But I mean, you look at Baltimore, the way that they're going to be able to match up, they could play zone. They could also play a ton of man. They're going to be able to get pressure. I really like Mahomes rushing yards. Uh, no matter what number you got, it went under because of the kneel downs. He finished with 19. So even if you had the 21 and a half, you didn't get it last week. But I do like it because I think he's going to have to use his legs in this game. Mm -hmm. But I just like Baltimore doesn't really have a weakness when fully healthy. Having Humphrey back would be huge. But I mean, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, both pretty good in coverage. I like this matchup. And then then I think it's going to be a big game for Lamar. You know, yep. he got the playoff win. Now he got another playoff win. I know he's got the one regular season win over Mahomes, but how huge would it be for his legacy and his doubters if he was able to uh, get this one this weekend? And, That'd you know, I think the Ravens wanted the Chiefs. I really do. You know, because they know how good they are, but they also know that even though there wouldn't be an asterisk, like, you know, if you're going to win a Super Bowl in the AFC, you got to go through Mahomes, right? I got to tell you, too, this Ravens Super Bowl run right now that they could potentially be on feels extremely similar to back in 2012-13 when they won it with Joe Flacco. So the first game that they played was against an AFC South rookie quarterback when they went up against Andrew Luck, and then obviously they faced C.J. Stroud. Then Joe Flacco had to go up against a couple of legends and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, and Lamar's playing Mahomes this week. And then, of course, in the Super Bowl that year, the Ravens got San Francisco. And who could be waiting for them, potentially, is San Francisco. So the way it's all shaping out, Ryan, I uh, think the Ravens get it done this week. I'm looking at the Chiefs, though. I thought a great stat that uh, I heard from one of uh, my guys, Mike Danger, out in Rochester this week um, regarding the Chiefs. Before their game against Buffalo on Sunday... Kansas City was 1-4 this season against teams that had made the playoffs. They lost to Detroit. They lost to Philly, Buffalo in the regular season, and Green Bay. Their only win came against the Dolphins in Germany. That was it. And everybody beat the Dolphins this year. Exactly. Every playoff team, at least, except for the Cowboys. And in those games that Kansas City lost, their offense scored 17 against the Bills, 19 against the Packers, 17 against the Eagles. They scored 21 in that win against the Dolphins, and then they scored 20 against Detroit. All of those games were low-scoring games. Um, yeah. And and they just, you know, their offense just couldn't get going. So I know a lot of people are looking at Lamar and Mahomes, and they're seeing a short total of 44.5, but both these teams got good defenses. Yeah. I could see it being like a 23-17, 23-20 kind of game. I think it goes under. Um, but, yeah, I, I do like the Ravens to win the game. My favorite bet player prop wise is Patrick Mahomes over 36 and a half pass attempts the six games that the Chiefs have lost this year five of those six games he's gone 37 or more pass attempts so that's their script when they're trailing they're you know they're not running the ball as much they lean on Mahomes they throw it a lot 
And if you like the Ravens, like, you know, I do and like you do, I think that's a good correlation is taking Mahomes over the passing attempts. I like the attempts, took over on the rushing yards. I also took uh, Gus Edwards over rushing yards. I think that's what this game comes down to, man, is you could run the ball on the Chiefs. Baltimore is going to have to run the ball. Lamar is going to have to use his legs. They're going to have to take some shots down the field. They're going to have to use a little bit of play action. And then, like, defensively, they're going to have to get after Mahomes. But I do like the matchup against Kelsey because Kyle Hamilton. You know, and he, he, yeah, you could line him up all over the place. So I like Baltimore. I like the under. That was the first bet that I placed uh, on Monday morning. We will, uh, we will discuss some more player props in that game. And then we will discuss Lions and 49ers. Can the Detroit Lions make it to the Super Bowl? Ryan and I discuss that next. You better, you bet. Presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM (laughs) on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvath. With you here on a Tuesday, filling in for Nick and Ken, who will be back tomorrow. Ryan and I, you can watch us over on watchstadium.com backslash live. We are there right now. We're also still on twitch.tv slash betql and YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports. And you can continue watching us on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. Ryan, before we get to the NFC Championship game, uh, some more thoughts on the AFC title game between the Ravens and the Chiefs and, uh, you know, just props that you like, anything like that. Yeah, yeah, that's actually what I wanted to pick your brain on and ask you uh, this question really quickly. So I brought up, I like Gus Edwards rushing yards. Betted at 40 and a half. It's 41 and a half right now over at BetMGM, minus 120 to the under. And then I'm looking at Lamar's rushing yards. So this opened at 58 and a half in some shops and we're out to 63 and a half and it's minus 120 to the over, which makes sense, especially after what he did in, uh, you know, the playoff game, obviously, against the Texans. But what do you think? Because it opened at 57 and a half. We're up to 62 and a half, and it's minus 120 to the over. I just feel like it's going to be, obviously, a popular uh, prop this weekend. But, man, the Chiefs run defense we talked about, but they really struggle any run off tackle. That's why I do like Gus Edwards. 40 and a half, I think, is a soft number. So I do like that. But what do you think about Lamar? Just because they can't really defend anything off tackle or outside the tackle. They're dead last and expected points added per rush, and they're 31st in success rate. So what do you think about Lamar in this game? Do you think that number is getting too high? I think it is. I think it is. I think I actually like the rushing attempts better at 10.5, minus 105. Wasn't that 9.5 yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. It's up to 10.5 now. I think I like that, man. Look, this is a game they're going to give Lamar the ball. I mean, he's going to want it. He there There's a different energy about Lamar when he plays the Chiefs. Like, he takes it personally because... In his mind, he thinks he's the best quarterback in the NFL, but he knows that one guy on his level, if not better, is Mahomes. And he knows that to get to where he wants to go and win a Super Bowl, he's got to go through Mahomes. So he's going to want the ball in his hands on those design zone run reads. Like, if there's even a little bit of doubt in Lamar's mind that he has a crease, he's going to keep it. Whereas maybe in the regular season, he'll just give it to the running back. So, I mean, this is the AFC Championship game, right? right? So Lamar is going to go all out. He had 11 rushes last week against the Texans. And with, you know, the Chiefs' ability and struggle stopping the run and the quarterback run, I would look at the attempts. 63 and a half, I mean... 
Uh, that number feels about right. That's a little too high. Gus Edwards almost kind of worries me too. I think I like Justice Hill more so than Gus. Um, Justice has been really good here. Like ever since Keaton Mitchell got hurt, it's been really good. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, when Dalvin Cook busted off that run in the fourth quarter, if that cuts into Gus's um, production a little bit. Gus will obviously still be the goal line guy. He could get you a touchdown or two. But Justice Hill has kind of been their big play back. He's the guy that's been getting them the 20, 25-yard runs. Gus is just kind of like three, four yards every single time. So I would more so like Justice than I would uh, would like Gus Edwards. Um, I, I like your Mahomes play at 25 and a half. I think that's that's a good number. Yeah. Pacheco, 64 and a half. I think I like the under there. I do. I think the Chiefs throw the ball in this game. I really do. Yeah, I do too. Even at 62 and a half, you know what, man? It might be chalky. I'm taking Lamar rushing yards. I'm looking at it. Kansas City, 28th in success rate allowed on zone read and designed quarterback rushes. Lamar, 5.9 yards per carry on runs off tackle or outside the tackles. Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go with uh, a little Lamar rushing yards in this game. Also leads the league in scrambles, forced the most missed tackles on those scrambles. So I think it's going to be a big game for Lamar. And uh, unfortunately, I can't take back my Gus props. So I'm sticking with them. (laughs) What do you like in the NFC Championship? NFC Championship game. Um, so this is also a game where I really like props. I don't really have much thoughts on the side or total. I lean towards the under in the game. I can't bet it until I know what's up with Debo. He's just too important. Yeah. Um, at the seven, just because of the number, I'd probably lean towards Detroit. But, you know, I'm just afraid that I was so bullish on San Francisco last week against Green Bay, and Detroit's pass defense is even worse than the Packers was that I'm worried that the Niners are going to put in the performance against Detroit this week that I thought they would last week. So that kind of scares me. And if there's some recency bias, like I know Purdy didn't look great against the Packers, um, but man, San Francisco is still really, really good. Um, So I'm passing on the side in total. The props, though, I think this is going to be a Jamison Williams game for the Detroit Lions because as we know, the Niners struggle against the go ball. They struggle against speed receivers and I think Williams is due for a big day, right? Everybody's going to be betting Amon Ra. They're going to be betting Laporta. But if you want an off-the-radar guy, I think this is a Jamison Williams game. I like him at 27.5 a lot. How can you not bet Ayuk, though, at 80.5? And, and, like, that line is high for a reason. Ayuk's usually in, like, the 60s. For him to be in the 80s, that's telling you something. I know, like, Debo being banged up is built into that. Look at the last three games the number one receivers have had going up against the Lions. Justin Jefferson, insane game. Puka, Mike Evans. I mean, these three guys have just gone nuts. So I think Ayuk's going to have a big day. I think he goes for 100-plus. Yeah. So those are the receivers I'm targeting. I think this is an Ayuk game, and uh, I, I like Jameson Williams a lot, man. I bet his longest reception over. I bet over 27 and a half, and I bet him anytime touchdown as well. Yeah, I'm with you on Jamison Williams. That was actually the first bet that I placed in this game. Uh, first prop that I bet. 27 and a half. It's minus 120 over at BetMGM, so I like that. I actually took Sam Laporta. This is scary. I took under five and a half. That's juice now, minus 155. You could shop around for different prices, of course, but I just think that San Francisco is going to be able to take away the middle of the field. I mean, Sam Laporta could easily clear this number in the first half. Oh, I mean, sure. he's set every tight end rookie record for Detroit this season. But I just think, man, with Fred Warner and with Greenlaw in the middle of the field, that limits what he could do. And I'm with you on Jamison Williams. And then uh, the other one that I like in this one was Christian McCaffrey over 35 and a half receiving yards, opened at 33 and a half. If Debo plays, 
this one might be dead, but I don't know that they're going to be able to run the ball against Detroit. Detroit's defense does two things pretty well. They could stop the run, they're top five against the run, and then they could get after the quarterback. So I think they're going to blitz a lot. Brock Purdy's actually pretty good against the blitz. You know, as long as Trent Williams is 100% in this game, which it looks like he's fully healthy, obviously, right now. So I, I think Purdy's going to have some time, and I think he's going to have a bounce-back game. It's not like this game's going to be in the rain, right. like the game against Green Bay. And if you look without Debo in the lineup, he only missed two games this season. McCaffrey had 51 receiving yards and then 64 receiving yards. Even if he plays, man, with a shoulder injury, he's not going to be 100%. They're most likely winning this game. They're seven-point favorites. So I like McCaffrey. Again, 51 and 64 receiving yards the two games without Debo. Even if Debo plays, I like this. And I look at the matchup. It's Jack Campbell, who's 78th out of 79th uh, for linebackers and pro football focus coverage grades. It's Derek Barnes. Um, so I think this is a really good matchup for McCaffrey in the receiving game. So over 35 and a half receiving yards. But I love that Jamison Williams play. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm with you. Yeah, love JMO this week. I also like Jared Goff over one and a half rushing yards. Last week against Tampa it was a half a rushing yard. He had six. Uh, he had like a seven yard scramble. He had a couple QB sneaks. Dan Campbell, as we know, is as aggressive as a head coach as there is in the NFL. And they're starting to QB sneak the ball a lot with Jared Goff. So I think that could help us get over this one and a half. And if he's going to have opportunities to go for it instead of punt it, he knows he's going to need to score to beat San Francisco. So I like Goff over the one and a half rushing yards. Obviously, kneel downs could hurt us a little bit, but uh, I think that's a good play there. I'm trying to look for other things in like the rushing statistics, guys I like. I think it's more so a Jameer Gibbs than, uh, like, at this point in the season, you got to roll with your guys, man. And I know for the Lions, for most of the season, it's been a one-two punch with Montgomery and Gibbs, but Gibbs is clearly the better back. I mean, the all-around all back, rushing, receiving, like, you got to roll with him. So, yeah. I uh, I think Gibbs is an interesting look if you want to do the uh, rushing and receiving combination it's 75 and a half I think he could be a good look and you know what like when we talk about San Francisco we're always like well San Francisco could get after the quarterback and they're really good against the run they're actually not really good against the run they're 24th in rushing success rate nobody ever talks about that though because they're usually playing from ahead I mean they played the second easiest schedule in the league next only the Saints this season so they've been beating up on teams but I mean they're not really built to be they're built to play with the lead so I mean like I think a lot of people were shocked what Aaron Jones was able to do on the ground. Had another 100-yard rushing game. We both took unders mm-hmm. on Aaron Jones. So I think this is a big Gibbs game. And that's a soft number. Open at 44.5. And, a half, and uh, I think he's the more explosive back. I like Montgomery. I took over 6.5 receiving yards for Montgomery because that could be one reception. And I think that Goff's going to have to check down in this game. So at a soft number, I like that. And then with Gibbs, I actually went under the receiving yards. Over on the rushing yards, I think this is going to be a big Gibbs game, but on the ground, and that's why that's moved up a little bit. 47 and a half rushing yards. It's minus 115 both ways. I didn't do anything like with Montgomery uh, under or anything, but 43 and a half, I'm just going to stay away. Like the receiving yards a little bit better. Who do you think has the coaching advantage in this game, as crazy as that sounds? Because I love Kyle Shanahan. I know, but playoff Shanahan dude, is a real thing, Like, man. what the hell was he thinking at the end of the first half? And also, like, what the hell was he thinking? Like, dude, you beat Green Bay, like, since 1998. You beat them the same way. You target the middle of the field, yeah, but you run the ball on them. Christian McCaffrey, they, like, completely went away from the run. It was a rainy game. Uh, you didn't have Debo Samuel, and for whatever reason, they kept dropping Purdy back against yep. that defense. I would have just kept running the ball with McCaffrey. I could tell you how that would have ended. And, uh, yeah, it's just he's not aggressive. He's not the best in-game decision maker. 
And Dan Campbell's aggressive as hell. And Ben Johnson's a great play caller. So like Shanahan, obviously the play designer, the play caller, great offensive mind. But yeah, you said it, man. In big games, I don't know. I don't think the coaching drop off. I don't think it's as big of a mismatch as we thought, like coming into the year, Dan Campbell against Kyle Shanahan as crazy as that sounds. I mean, that's why a play that I like is Brock Purdy to throw an interception is plus one Oh five. Like Shanahan in these big games, for whatever reason, when they played against the Ravens on Christmas day, last week against green Bay, he, he doesn't run the ball. And it's like, he forgets that he has the best running back in football. Um, and especially if Debo's banged up and, you know, you play against the Lions. You certainly can attack them through the air. They had an intercept. They had two interceptions last week against Baker. Plus one hundred and five, man. Purdy looked shaky for a lot of that game, and I know it was raining. It should be better this week. Should have threw three Clara. picks in that game. He should have. I, mean, I mean, if you should, have better safeties out there. I mean, plus one hundred and five. Like, I mean, plus money for that. I I think it's a really good play. Uh, passing attempts too for Jared Golf thirty five and a half. Think that's too low, man. I think it is now. It's going to be interesting to see the Lions game plan. I thought the Packers game plan in the first half was so good. Their best defense was their offense because they just chewed up the entire first half. I mean, that first drive was oh, yeah. like the first drive against Dallas where they took half the quarter. All three of their drives in the first half were just chewing up like seven, eight minutes a clock. It was perfection. So the Lions will try to do the same thing. We know they like running the ball. They take pride in their offensive line. You obviously don't want to drop back a ton and, you know, let Chase Young and Nick Bosa tee off on you. But Jared Goff's just cooking right now. And, you yeah. you know, and you just you can't turn the ball around and you can't run it every play in San Francisco. You got to be able to throw. And like we talked about, you can move the ball on their corners and take some shots on them. So I like the golf pass attempts, 35 and a half. And if they could run the ball, man, if they could fire up that run game, there's not a better quarterback off play action than Jared You're Goff. Right. Not great on like classic dropbacks, but really good off play action. I think they'll up the usage a little bit if they're able to, not that you have to run the ball to hit them with play action, but it definitely helps. And I think they're going to be able to good point too. like green Bay. That's what they did the second half of the season. They didn't play from behind. That's why they got that winning streak going. And that's because Matt LaFleur became more aggressive, took the ball first, put pressure on teams, was able to run the ball. And if you look at like their pace, I mean, they walked to the line of scrimmage. Jordan Love snapping the ball with like two seconds left on the play clock. That's what I would do if I'm Detroit in this game. I don't do anything really up-tempo. I agree. I take the ball first. I run the ball with Gibbs and Montgomery. I hit him with some play action. I eat the clock. I mean, it's easy to say. I mean, all that takes for that to be screwed up is Nick Bosa gets after Goff on one of those dropbacks and there's and, there, and there's a fumble or, you know, they pick off Goff or something like that. But that's what I would do. I would take the ball first. I'd be aggressive as hell because, you know, Shanahan's not. He's just not aggressive in these games, man. He gets the tight cheeks in these games. I agree. I, I think you're talking, and I was leaning this way. I think if you like the Lions to keep it close or win the game, I think it correlates to the under. As crazy as that sounds, but... I just I think the Lions will need to chew clock, you know? Yeah. Like, I think they'll need to win a game like Green Bay should have won. Like, they'll need to win, like, a 24-21 kind of game somewhere in that neighborhood. I don't know if they can win a 35-31 shootout against San Francisco. And, dude, I know that, and, and yeah, and McCaffrey only, only, he had 17 carries against the Packers, but for 98 yards, he was almost averaging six yards per carry. And I know that's skewed a little bit because he did have that 39-yard touchdown run, but there was no reason to go away from that. I agree. And... It is tougher to run against Detroit, obviously. So I do think this will be a big Purdy game. But even if it's a Purdy game, man, most of that's like checkdowns, quick throws. He's getting rid of the ball under three seconds. Right. You know what I mean? And with Detroit, I think they are going to run the ball. 51, I know that Detroit's pass defense has been brutal and you could hit, you know, San Francisco with some explosive plays down the field. But 51's a lot of points for a playoff game. 
mean, everybody liked the over in that San Francisco Green Bay game. And I know there was weather, there was rain, but it's a lot of points for a playoff game, man. 51 for two teams that like to run the ball. Two teams, I was going to say two teams with great offensive lines. One team with a great left tackle, the Niners, and then one team with a really good offensive line in the Lions, man. Yeah. It's going to be a physical game. I agree with you. Kind of like Jared Goff under one and a half passing touchdowns at like plus 165. Because, again, if the lines are going to keep it close, I think it'll be lower scoring. We know Montgomery or Gibbs score at least one or two touchdowns every game. Um, so minus 105 for golf, under one and a half passing touchdowns. Kind of like that. Brock Purdy, under one and a half passing touchdowns is plus 165. That's scary against that pass defense, though, I man. Know, he might have two touchdowns in the first quarter. He might. And I just, yeah. I'm going to end up playing the Niners in this game. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it at six and a half. I don't think we get back there, but if we do, it's going to be a big play for me. Everybody's going to like Detroit. Yeah, I think the Niners bounce back after what they look like against Green Bay. Yeah. BetMGM playoff specials on the other side. You better you bet. Presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet. Presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvath, You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. Here on a Tuesday, filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. Just previewed both the AFC Championship and NFC Championship game, and we're going to get into some playoff specials on BetMGM. As a reminder, though, you can watch us on stadium.com right now up until 6 o'clock Eastern time. We're also on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205, twitch.tv slash BetQL, and also YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports right here on the BetQL network. So, Ryan, we've talked about both games. Now let's get into some of these uh, BetMGM playoff specials that we had some fun with last week. How about we cashed our Baker Mayfield 7-1 most passing yards? Thank you very much. We cashed Ravens and Texans lowest scoring game. Yep. Thank you very much. Uh, Texans lowest scoring team. Thank you very much. So we had a nice little weekend there on those specials, cashing some of that plus money. The highest scoring game this weekend. Do we think it's going to be Lions-Niners or Chiefs and Ravens? Lions-Niners minus 200, Chiefs-Ravens plus 155. Well, I definitely wouldn't lay minus 200 in this market, but if I had to, that probably would be my look. I like the under a lot in Baltimore, Kansas City, just because of the way that both defenses are playing right now. I have a lot of respect for both coordinators. Excuse me. I think both teams are going to look to run the ball, and obviously that's going to be more of a weather game where we're going to have some wind and whatnot. So, uh Yeah, I would probably have to go with the higher scoring game being the game where Detroit, I don't really trust their secondary. Um, There's not going to be any weather like there was last week for San Francisco. So I think Brock Purdy is going to have a bounce back game. I really do. Maybe he does throw that interception that we were talking about, but I think he's going to be able to pick apart that Detroit secondary. And, you know, even if San Francisco does win and cover the spread like I expect, I still think Detroit's going to score some points in that game. So I actually lean over in that game under in Baltimore, Kansas City. So that's why the market's minus 200. But I definitely wouldn't bet that. No, I'm with you. Wouldn't lay the juice with Lions-Niners. I mean, look, it's it's Lamar and Mahomes. I mean, I like the under. You like the under. But it certainly wouldn't shock us if we get a shootout in the 30s, you yeah. know, with those two guys oh, yeah. dueling one another. I think we would all love that. Um, 
even though, again, I think Lion Niners, Lions Niners has the potential to be the similar score of what Packers Niners was last week, like a 24-21 game, I would agree. It's just, I mean, I think there's a better chance, a much better chance, just because of the defenses in the Chiefs-Ravens game uh, that the Lions and Niners game would go over. So I do think that's the higher scoring game. Wouldn't lay that choose. What about the highest scoring team? Chiefs minus 105, Ravens plus 310, Lions plus 500, Chiefs plus 500. I would have to take a shot with the Chiefs probably, 5-1. to one. You know, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. Sure. You know, I mean, he's got the uh, road playoff win under his belt, which I still just, how crazy is that? That that was his first road playoff yeah, game, man. That and, was. I mean, uh, I, I just, I don't really know the path to success because, I mean, it would probably have to be one of those NFC teams. I mean, San Francisco, there was a little bit of rust. There was some weather, so they should bounce back, like we said, against that Detroit secondary, man, whereas... With the Chiefs, a lot has to go right. They did hit. They did hit some explosives, obviously, against the Bills. But this is a much better defense in Baltimore. Like mm-hmm. we said, like the Bills didn't have one defender that had multiple pressures in that game. I think that you know uh, Baltimore is going to have a couple guys that are going to be able to get after the quarterback coming up on Sunday. Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, all their pass rushers. So, like price, like because of the price, it would be the Chiefs if I had to do anything in the market, but it would make more sense to go with Detroit or San Francisco. So I guess the safe play for me would be San Fran since I think they win that game against Detroit. Agreed. Yeah, if you like them to win and cover, I mean, I think they are the play. Um, but you're right. Value, I think the Chiefs, the yeah. plus 550 with with Mahomes. That is the good value. What about lowest scoring team this weekend? Chiefs plus 150, Lions plus 200, Ravens plus 300, or 49ers plus 800? Then I would take a shot with the Ravens at three to one. Although I think they win the game, but I mean, like, what if Kansas City just does completely shut down the run? They're not going to be able to do that, though. I mean, the case that you can make turnovers. Lamar throws a couple picks. There's a couple fumbles in the game. I mean, that would be the look, you know, right. price wise for me. See, I like the Lions in this market at plus two hundred. Right? If the 49ers, if they're going to cover that spread, if maybe the game goes under, um, as great as that offense has been and Jared Goff has been. We certainly know this could be a game where golf struggles and then the narrative is, oh, there's Jared Goff again. There's road Jared Goff and all that stuff. So um, I like the Lions at the price, 2-1. to one. They would be my pick for lowest scoring team this weekend. Most passing yards this weekend. Now, this is an interesting one. Purdy plus 170 because he's facing Detroit. Yeah. Golf plus 225. Mahomes plus 250 or Lamar Jackson plus 700. Man, I mean the Lamar price is perfect at seven to one, but I just don't see it against that secondary. They're so aggressive that secondary with Kansas City. They're gonna get right on those dudes. So I wouldn't do anything there. I mean, the number sucks with Purdy, but I do think that this is gonna be a really good matchup for Brock Purdy. You know, whereas we're with Goff, I mean, price makes sense, but the problem with Goff is if they get pressure on him, you know, then he becomes a pumpkin. And right. uh it's it's Nick Bosa and it's it's Chase Young and those guys. So I guess if I am taking like a like a flyer here, Lamar, but I think the safe play would be probably Purdy with the chalk. Uh, yeah, it would be probably be Purdy or golf for me. I mean, that Ravens pass defense and Chiefs pass defense are both really good, even though with those two quarterbacks, golf would interest me at plus two twenty five, just because I think they'll be trailing in the game. I think he could throw it a lot. You know, we talked about the speed on the outside that the Ram or that the Lions have certainly with Jamison Williams. Maybe he can bust a big play. So. Yeah. I uh, I think golf at plus 225 could be worth a look. And then what about most rushing yards this weekend? McCaffrey plus 150, Pacheco plus 350, Lamar's mm-hmm. plus 450, 
Dave Montgomery plus 900, Gus Edwards 10 to 1, Jameer Gibbs 11 to 1, Justice Hill 20 to 1, Patrick Mahomes 40 to 1. Yeah, I'd be tempted with Gibbs at 11 to 1. Yeah, I think that, again, like going back to San Francisco, the run defense on paper looks pretty good, but not great on standard downs. We saw Aaron Jones go off for 100 plus against that run defense. Mm -hmm. And see, the only thing is. Green Bay didn't have A.J. Dillon to steal away some carries. They really only had Aaron Jones and then Patrick Taylor, who right. wasn't going to get a lot of snaps in that game. Where with Detroit, you know, you got Gibbs and you also have, I mean, you also have David Montgomery stealing away some carries. And he could have 15 touches in this game. So that's what scares you a little bit. Maybe they use Gibbs more in the passing game. But at 11-1, to 1, I like that price. And I even like Lamar because of what we were talking about. You know, San Francisco struggling to defend the quarterback option or the quarterback runs. And, um, you know, struggling to defend the runs off tackle. Yeah. Uh, maybe Lamar. Kind of like Justice Hill at 20 to 1. I'm telling you, there's something about Hill. Like the last couple games of the regular season runs hard. and then against the Texans, they've, yeah, they just use those outside zone reads for him. And he really, he reads the hole well. And he, he bursts through there. He's very fast, Justice Hill. So I like him at 20 to 1. Gives a good look too. At eleven to one, but like you said, you work about you worry about Montgomery, and uh, you know obviously Ben Johnson really tries to split them up as much as he can. Or just, they just go down two scores, and it's Jared Goff having to drop back the rest of the game because see, they trail big. I mean, they are seven point underdogs in the game and on the road, and it's road golf too. Like that's uh, the, yeah. that's that's the difference, you know. It's road golf going against a team that could get pressure on the quarterback. Right. These are the games that we don't really love golf. But, no. you know, the 49ers secondary has been leaky. It's been shaky. So maybe he could take advantage. Well, and certainly the Lions early on in the game are going to want to try and establish the run. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be. So, yeah, McCaffrey's probably the play. I mean, the favorite at plus 150. But, you know, the Lions are a tough run defense, too. Yeah, I don't like I don't like McCaffrey. You don't I don't like think. McCaffrey. No, I don't like most rushing guards. I don't think that number makes sense. Mm. You know, I think he's going to have more of a game. I think he's going to have a better receiving game. That's why I took over 35 and a half receiving yards. Right. I think he's going to be, I mean, he had seven catches against Green Bay only for 30 yards. They actually did a decent job wrapping up and tackling in that game. But, I mean, if Debo doesn't go, or even if Debo does go and he's only 50%, is he going to play all four quarters? Yeah, I think McCaffrey's going to have a bigger game in the past game. So, yeah, I don't think that price makes sense. And Detroit's really good against the run. They have a top five run defense. So I would look at, if you like Justice Hill, I mean, man, I would maybe take a shot at that price or Lamar. Yeah, I do think that, man, like that's the only way that you could really attack the Chiefs defense is running the ball against them. And that's what Buffalo did for three quarters for five, six yards per carry. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, the Ravens certainly did that in the second half. They leaned on that ground game. Um, You know, we'll see if they revert back to their old old ways and they lean on that rushing attack. They should do. You're right. That's what they should do. The matchup certainly accounts for it. Pacheco plus 350. Tough matchup for him, too, going up against the Ravens, even though he's been running the ball really, really well. So those are some of the BetMGM playoff specials that they have that you can use some more fun ways to bet here during championship weekend. Uh, they also have, like, the for the NFL playoffs, the players that are going to have the most passing yards. Jared Goffs right now is the leader at minus 125. Um, now this might be his last game, but he's obviously had two great games so far. He gets one game this weekend against San Francisco to add to that. Patrick Mahomes plus two, uh, 200 Brock Purdy at plus four fifty, and Lamar at 30 to one, you know, the Purdy one's interesting at four fifty. even though if they win, yeah. he's going to have to go against a great pass defense in Kansas city or Baltimore. You know, I mean, he could go for like 300 this week against Detroit. 
Yeah, that's the thing, man. He could go for like 350 against Detroit, Mm -hmm. especially if it's a close game. They don't cover the number. I mean, even if they do cover the number, it's a touchdown spread. Yeah, I think Purdy would be uh, worth a look. I mean, if you're getting 2-1 to odds on Patrick Mahomes, that's pretty tempting, too. Uh, I like that more than I would like a Super Bowl MVP with Mahomes. I already played Pacheco and Travis Kelsey. I talked myself into this the last 48 hours. The Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. So you think they're beating Baltimore now? I mean, like, I think, like, smart football tells you Baltimore is going to win that game. The point spread tells you Baltimore is going to win that game. I want Baltimore to win that game because I love Lamar Jackson. But I just, like, I look at the Chiefs, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes now as the new Patriots. Not that they won it every single year. They won back-to-backs. But, I mean, yeah. Like, would it shock you? Will you be surprised if Travis Kelsey is Super Bowl MVP and then rides off into the sunset, retires, with his brother, gets married to Taylor Swift. They get divorced in a year, but he gets the bag. We call that the Chris Humphreys. Of course not. No, I won't be surprised. Mahomes, and Mahomes gets another Super Bowl. I mean, he's already the greatest of all time, in my opinion. And they just, like, everything that we knocked on the Chiefs, like, look at that game last week, man. MVS has been a disaster all season long, and he has two the two biggest catches of the year, right? And they should have won that game. Like, let's be honest. They should have won that game by by multiple touchdowns. They should have right. won that game by Hardman at least 10 fumbled. points. Yeah, yeah. Hardman doesn't fumble and give Buffalo a shot in that game, man. The defense, they make the right adjustments. They were getting punked the first three quarters. Buffalo was actually, like, punking them in the trenches. Right. And uh, then in the fourth quarter, they become, like, a shutdown unit against the run. Yeah, I've kind of talked myself into it. I hate it, but most likely it happens. Chiefs just win. Sorry. I don't know, Ryan. I think the Ravens are going to win that game. I hope. I hope they do. We'll see what happens. Two hours down, two hours still to go. We're still going to be on stadium.com. Rick Camp joins us next at Rip C. Camp on Twitter. NBA betting for four for four. Break down the association. Some of the breaking news of the day with our buddy Rick Camp. You better you bet. Presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet. Presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.